Welcome to Awaken, Heal, and Thrive. I'm Benjamin Bernstein, your host, and this is our first two-part episode. This is our ninth, and I'm introducing part one of two. And let me explain, why am I doing a two-parter? The reason is I have a membership called Awakening Plus that I host, and I did an event last week called Unconditional Love Immersion, which I've done a number of times before, but at the end of this one, the divine allies that we work with said, you need to make what we just did the next episode of your Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast. And they've never made a request like that before, so I'm taking it seriously. So, okay, the next episode will just be an immersion experientially. And then um, a little bit later, I had the revelation. People usually come to this podcast for, you know, information they can listen to while they're driving or whatever. So it occurred to me, okay, back in April of this year, 2022, I did a video on my YouTube channel called Unconditional Love, Not What I Expected. And it was based on an ayahuasca experience of going into the state of unconditional love for the first time and how different it was than what I thought it would be. It occurred to me, okay, let's do this in two parts. Let me introduce the whole concept of unconditional love as I understand it with this roughly 25-minute first episode. And that'll give you an intellectual framework for the experiential event, which will be the next part two. And I'll post these both on the same day so you can do either or both as you wish. But for those of you who want the conceptual understanding of what I've come to understand so far about unconditional love, this is that episode. If this seems intriguing, and then you want to go on to spend a little over an hour doing the actual experiential event, then you can go on to part two and uh, settle in and, you know, give it your complete focus for an hour or so. So that's what I'm doing. So what follows is my um, video slash audio, whichever format you're taking it in, from April of 2022 that came from my YouTube channel. And this will give you the concept. And at the end of that, I'll come back on the outro and uh, let you know how to get to the actual experience of the uh, guided meditation if you want to. So with that, here's the conceptual introduction. Hi, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with AstroShaman.com, and today's video is about unconditional love. Um, I had a really striking experience of this very unexpectedly in a recent ayahuasca ceremony. And it was so interesting how it got catalyzed because what I was asking for in the ceremony is I says, mother, I, I call ayahuasca mother or grandmother. I said, mother, could you please help me love spirit song, my beloved partner, the way that she loves me? And her response was to take me to apparently the level that my beloved is working from, which is the level of unconditional love. And what surprised me, uh, despite this background of hearts and the pink shirt I'm wearing, it's not about gushy, romantic Valentine's kind of love. It's a very different kind of consciousness. In fact, it correlates to the law of one, and I'll, I'll tell you how in a minute. So, But let me just first tell you what my experience was. I won't get into the, uh, the particulars of, you know, the process I had to go through to cleanse to get to the level, but the, the critical part of this video is just what happened once I got there. Um, when ayahuasca takes me to a new level of consciousness, it's always a surprise. Uh, the great uh, non-dual teacher, Adyashanti, said something wonderful. He said, if you have an awakening and it's what you thought it was going to be, it's not a real awakening. And in my experience, ever since I had my kind of baseline lasting awakening way back in 2012, every awakening since has been uh, a surprise. Um, I could not have anticipated the essence of it. And no matter how much I read about awakening or how many awakenings I have, it's like, well, big surprise again, endlessly. So once I got to this one, um, I knew it was unconditional love. 
And in this new state, uh, again, these are very hard to verbalize, but here's the best I can describe it. First off, there was no Benjamin. Uh, at this level, there is no individual consciousness at all. No ego is there. It's just a blended field of being. So it's just you are the field. The field is you. Um, secondly, is there's nothing romantic about unconditional love. There was no um, particular attachment to any particular thing. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's like just complete unconditional acceptance of everything exactly as it is. And this, had I not had the experience, would have been tough for me to really get my head around because the nature of being human, it seems, is to have preferences about things. This brings another quote to mind from the third Chinese patriarch of Zen. He said, the the way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. Easier said than done, obviously. But from this level of unconditional love, it's all good. Um, my sense here. Um, is that the divine at this level just accepts everything exactly as it is. In fact, the, the, the scheme I can most easily put this into intellectually is the law of one, which I studied for years um, in a study group. And it's at lawofone.info for free if you want to check it out. It was channeled uh, 35, 40 years ago. Um, but it says that, you know, when the universe comes into being, the logos, which is like the initial creator, the spark of here comes the universe just puts it into into motion. And the only law at that point is the law of free will. Um, and the logos, OK, here is the universe, free will. And then out of that logos. Um, so you have the universe. And then what's the next level down? Galaxies. And then every galaxy has its logos and it's constrained by having to have free will in the mix. But beyond that, it can make whatever rules it wants. So the galaxy says, OK, here. Here's the rules of this galaxy. And then the logos of the galaxy then spins out solar systems and each sun and each solar system is its own logos. And and it has to abide by the free will of the initial logos and whatever rules the galaxy set in place. And then it says, but beyond that, I can do whatever I want in this solar system. I have free will, too. And it kind of works its way down the hierarchy. So um, the astonishing thing to me about the unconditional love I experienced at this level is it just accepts everything without preference, light, dark, good, evil, whatever. It's just it just loves it all. I guess that's what you mean by unconditional love. Right. Um, it holds, you know, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine in the same light as Mother Teresa helping someone in India. So it's like it just accepts all of it and it allows all of it to play out without preference. And again, if you haven't reached that level, that is a tough nut to swallow. Say, so how could the source of all things, not care whether things are good or bad. But that is the perspective of that level. It just says, OK, everything's fine. Now, there's a point I touch on in other parts of this video, but I really want to drive it home here because it's so important. This is not an excuse not to take action in the world. Um, my fundamental belief and experience is that we live in an as within, as without universe. That means that the energy each of us holds inside ourselves radiates out to the collective. And in Hinduism, they call it Indra's web. We're all interconnected nodes on the web. And if one little string vibrates, they all vibrate to some degree. So I believe that if we go out and take action in the world and we ourselves are holding anger or anything disharmonious inside us, whether we mean to or not, we will spread that energy 
because of the core vibration we're holding. If we want to take the most effective action in the world for good, then we ourselves have to do our internal work and we have to face our own shadow material and do our own inner cleansing and processing so that while we may never be perfect, um, you know, we at least can get as bright and shiny as possible and as awake as we can be. And the more awakened and, you know, cleansed we are of the dark stuff that we've been carrying, then the more effective service agents we can be and can serve with much greater power. So let's say, for example, the war in Ukraine is a timely example right now. Uh, does that mean that we should just sit idly by and do nothing about all the terrible things happening there or any of the other injustices that are just rife all around the globe? Not necessarily. You have to ask, what is mine to do? So I still believe you can come from that core highest perspective of that, you know, high, you know, logos I'm talking about here. All is well, ultimately. Um, then you come down to what is mine to do. Okay. If you say, okay, things are what they are. We're coming from that start of things as they are. In other words, I accept it is what it is, is another way of saying unconditional love. I'm able to be with it as it is. Doesn't mean I like it, but I accept that this is reality now. Then you can say, am I drawn to serve in a particular way? Whether it's a small thing, like in something in your local community is is disharmonious, unfair, unjust. You may be called to take action on that and more power to you if that's what you're called to do. By all means, do so. You may be called to work on a higher global scale for larger things, the environment, you know, some unjust war. By all means, take that action if you are called to do so. My own perspective is each of us has our own unique calling. In my own case, for example, my job is to help people heal and awaken internally themselves and then they can go out and if they're called to take more overt external action, they can go do that. If I'm ever called to more overt external action, I will take that action. Um, but each of us has our role. You know, there are lots of light workers on the planet. There are millions of us who are here to help the planet evolve into a more beautiful place. And each of us has our own unique role. And the more awake you are, then the more you will just know intuitively, this is my particular job right now. I may get another assignment later, but right now this is mine to do. And and this video and everything that I do with Awakening Plus and everything else I do is part of me being on alignment with my mission. And you need to be in alignment with yours. And each of us ultimately can be uniquely and constantly guided from within by what our service is to do. And that may involve stepping out and taking action to change things externally, not just in our own life, but in the larger collective where Things are unfair, unjust, cruel, violent, whatever. And we think I can go make a difference in that. In that case, please take that action. But just to put a little uh, bow tie on this little section, first, don't neglect your own internal work. Make sure you've done your own internal healing of whatever is discordant within you, because any discordant energy within you will go out and be reflected in your outer work, even if you don't intend to. So the internal work is critically important if you want the outer collective to ultimately harmonize because it isn't as within as a universe. Feel into yourself intuitively what is mine to do, not what someone else thinks you should do. But what do I know within my own inner wisdom that I should be doing and do that the very best you can. And if that includes helping larger systems or situations, then by all means, take whatever action you're called to do externally. To say that unconditional love from the highest level 
the divine sees everything as perfect just as it is does not in any way negate that. And a little later in this video, I'm going to talk about paradox and all this can be true at the same time. This is a tricky subject to talk about and I'm doing the best I can. A moment ago, I was talking about the law of one channeled material. Here's another mind bending concept that's shared there that says, okay, this is not the only universe has ever been. If you want to think in terms of time, there have been an infinite number of universes before this one, and there will be an infinite number of universes after this one. Just endless, endless, endless. Why would the oneness ever stop manifesting itself, right? It is infinite by nature. So it's a very different perspective. So again, for me, unconditional love is not about, you know, gushy, mushy emotion. It's about just everything's fine. Now, at, at first you might think, well, that's a really toxic kind of philosophy. If you think everything's fine, then you wouldn't lift a finger to stop bad things happening, would you? Well, that's actually not the case. Um, each of the law of one also says that we're on earth to choose one path or the other, service to other or service to self. And uh, the law one says about 90% choose service to other, about 10% choose service to self. And that mix is necessary on earth because without a few service to self people catalyzing and trying to take advantage of them, the people who are on the service to other path, helping other folks, you know, would become lazy and complacent. It's happened in a prior universe, apparently. And so the divine, the divine said, okay, I'd rather that, you know, we have a little more evolution, you know, without so much delay because, Apparently in the prior universe where there was earth with only beings of love and light on it, we loved it so much there that we couldn't be bothered to move to the next level. And the divine said, I would like you to sure enjoy earth while you're there, but there's other levels even more amazing. And eventually you get back to union and we can start the next universe. So, you know, it became kind of a log jam on earth because it was such a paradise. He says, no, that's, that's not what earth is about. It's not designed to be a paradise. It's designed to give you enough catalyst that you'll choose the path of service to other or service to self. And then the rest of the ride, the billions of years following that, after you graduate human and you're moving on to the other levels of being, then you can work those with the path you chose. And it goes even deeper into that, but that's probably sufficient for here. So I'm in this. So why, why would this belief not cause me to become, you know, complacent, amoral, et cetera, because I'm on the path of service to other and I've had the experience of seeing how at the level way beyond human, at this massive core level of universe being created, the divine allows all free will rules. But here at the human level, I'm choosing service to other. And I'm taking a wild guess that if you're watching this video, you're a service to other person as well. That just means you care at least a little bit more about other people than yourself. And and so let me tell you how I've now taken this revelation and I'm weaving it into my actual life. Since then, you know, it was amazing and, but, you know, it didn't stick. In other words, I do not now operate consistently and effortlessly at a level of unconditional love. I still have to work at it. Maybe one day it'll just be my beingness, but, you know, that would be awesome, but, you know, we'll see if it happens. But right now, what happened is when I've had challenging catalyst since then, okay, uh, I'm interacting with someone and they do something and, okay, a part of me says, oh, that shouldn't be happening. It should be different. Okay, that part is conditional. It says, for me to love this, it has to be a certain way. And 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 I'll take a slight tangent here into internal family systems therapy thinking, which I'll just keep it really simple. You have one self and many parts. And even the most functional, sane, and best of us has dozens of subpersonalities inside us. 
Okay, a whole internal family. Some of them are really functioning well and super happy. Others are wounded and traumatized and split off. And IFS has a whole technology around how to work with those burdened parts, as they call them, and bring them back, heal them, and reintegrate them in a good way into your internal family. So what I recognize when I have one of those challenging emotions, if I'm staying conscious in self, if I'm awake enough, then I can not say I'm having this challenging experience. I can say this part of me is having this challenging experience. And then from this new unconditional love perspective, I know we even a lot of pieces together. I'm trying to keep it as simple as I can while giving a coherent explanation. I say, OK, um, can I make self the guide here, not just the wounded part and say, OK, this is perfect exactly as it is. And when I'm able to do that, all of a sudden the toxic emotion falls away and I can just be with whatever's happening and state, okay, a part of me would prefer this to be different. Um, but the greater me self is choosing, it's probably better just to let it play out as it's playing. This person may be saying something I don't want to hear, or they might be behaving in a way that that part of me has a preference about. But I'm choosing for the greatest good of this interaction to just let this play out as it's playing. And then I will simply rest comfortably in that unconditional love of letting things be as they are and let that process play itself out. If it's a real-time interaction or if it's me after the fact ruminating on something and having a response to it, I can then say, okay, that was perfect just as it was. And now even this moment I'm having now where this part of me is fussing, this is perfect as it is as well. And I guess the core benefit of choosing to incorporate unconditional love as well as one can into daily life is that you waste a lot less time and energy and effort. Uh, how many people, I mean, do you ever walk around and just fume and fuss inside and say, well, that shouldn't be that way. That was not fair. I'm, I'm upset thinking back at that thing that happened before, or I'm a certain way. I wish I was different. And that upsets me. And so I'm going to spend some energy fuming and, you know, resenting and being angry or whatever, being depressed, whatever, that things aren't a certain way. You know, if you're just doing that, but not actually taking steps to change the scenario, if you're not healing the wound from the past that's bothering you, if you're not taking actual action steps and plans to shift the reality you have to make it more of the reality you want, then just fuming and wishing it was different is just a waste of energy. So the cool thing about unconditional love is from that perspective, I can now more easily say, okay, maybe a part of me wishes this thing was different or a part of me definitely wishes the thing was different. Okay. It's doing me no good and is moving me no closer to my desired reality to just fume and fuss and wish it was different. But it does help me if I can accept, okay, this is as it is. In this moment, it's as perfect as it's going to be in this moment. But now I can take action or make whatever shift or change I choose to make reality fit more like I want it to be. So the way I'm blending all this together for myself is to have more of the unconditional perspective of in the greater scheme. You know, I'm holding the view. Everything happens because it's supposed to. Things happen that I like. Things happen that I don't like. In some greater wisdom, all of it's perfect. And I can accept that as a larger philosophy in terms of my individual life and my reality. Um, 
if I can accept something happening and say, I'm okay with that, that's perfect. And I don't feel a need to create change there. I can now rest comfortably in unconditional love for that thing and say, I can just let it be as it is. It's not my thing to do or to create change in. But those things that, that are mine to create change in, I say, absolutely, this is important enough to me. I'm going to work on this disharmonious energy within myself or I'm going to shift this external reality to make it more like I want it to be because I am a creator, as are we all. And part of our free will right is to create reality as we wish it to be. So um, I know I've gone on a, a number of levels on this because I don't know how to express it any more simply. Um, so my experience of unconditional love um, was realizing in nutshell, I'm going to try to summarize here. At the greatest scheme, at the first level of creation of universe, the part that I touched on there, uh, says everything is fine. I allow absolute free will of whatever happens here. I'm fine with all of it. And as the logos of that part, you know, once the universe makes its run, however many billions of years that lasts, and the universe finally wraps up and comes back to oneness, then the logo says, okay, what did I learn? Okay. I've already had an infinite number of universes. I just got a new one finished up. So let's learn from this. And with those fine tunings, with those uh, things I've learned, let's launch the next universe. And maybe this one will be even more wonderful. Infinite improvement. <laughs> um, so at that level, free will works. And, you know, since everything is really just oneness and there's only from that level one of us here, nothing could be harmed. There's these illusory beings going out and having challenges. But in the final analysis, when it all comes back to oneness, everything's fine. Everything's still perfect. No ultimate, you know, permanent harm is ever done in any way. But from the human level, as I've said, it helps me to more easily just let things be as they are when it's not a good use of my time and energy to try to shift it. And when it is time to shift something, I can say, okay, first I can start from the baseline. I accept that things are perfect as they are right now, even if I don't like them. Okay. And I'm not going to waste time resenting and fuming and fussing that things aren't the perfect way that Benjamin thinks they should be. I say, okay, things are as they are. I accept reality as it is unconditionally as baseline. And from there I can choose. Now here are the changes I'm going to create the best I can and working to make my reality a, a little more aligned with my personal preference, but accepting the perfection anyway. And I know that sounds a little bit like I'm trying to have it both ways. And unfortunately the nature of working from transhuman and human awareness is you get into paradox at a human level. It seems like I may have just seen said two contradictory things that can't both be true. Once you start Becoming conscious in higher levels, though, you can hold two realities simultaneously and there is no conflict. And that I cannot logically explain. But if you've hit those levels, you'll know what I'm talking about. Huh, I didn't know I was going to talk so long. So anyhow, um, I hope that is in some way helpful uh, with unconditional love. I'm actually recording this on April 3rd, 2022. And if you happen to be seeing this before April 7, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm actually doing a free public Zoom call as part of my Awakening Plus program, and we're going to do an unconditional love immersion where we're going to, as a group, go into these states the best we can. I've actually 
got uh, in my head, I'm working out a guided meditation that will do this. If it's after April 7, 2022, this event will be in the archive of Awakening Plus and you can get it. Um, obviously, I may as well talk about this now. Um, if you're interested in the membership, you can go to awakeningplus.com. And this is a membership that has all kinds of cool stuff, um, including at this point, as I record this, 425 archived events, all of which are as powerful as the live ones. Uh, there's a best of guide that points you to the very best of those events. Um, there's all kinds of other amazing stuff in there. There's several courses that will help with your healing and awakening and service to the great global awakening. Members helping members is something we've just fired up. It's always growing and evolving and getting better. Um, as far as what it costs, it's a buck to try it for 30 days, no risk. If you stick with it after that, you can be at $19 a month. If that's too expensive, just ask for the scholarship rate. You can get it for $9 a month. Uh, my goal is to keep this very, very affordable so a large number of people can be helped. I'm here to help as many people heal and awaken as are drawn to the way I'm offering spiritual stuff. So uh, if that's interesting, again, awakeningplus.com is how to get there. I also do private one-on-one work through my other site, astroshaman.com. And through there, I do astrology and shamanic healing and awakening activation and life coaching, among other things. So I have a lot of stuff I offer. Um, and if any of that interests you, check it out. Again, the membership, you would check out awakeningplus.com to learn more about that. Uh, the private services, astroshaman.com. So anyhow, I'll wrap it up. I'm Benjamin Bernstein. Thanks for bearing with me. I hope this has been comprehensible and uh, big love to you. And I wish you infinite blessings. So that's what I recorded in April of 2022. And if you are intrigued enough by that, that you want to spend just slightly over an hour doing the actual latest unconditional love immersion that was from November of 2022, then um, there's a link in the show notes here to get you to it. Um, if you're watching this as a video, I'll try to set the video up where there's a link right in the video where you can just click and go to it. And if you're listening to this in a regular podcast uh, player, then it should be the next episode in line. So. However you get to it, I hope you enjoy the immersion, the actual guided meditation. Uh, this, by the way, will be the first time that I've taken an actual archive event from my Awakening Plus membership, which is normally reserved for members only, and put it out on a podcast like this. So I hope you enjoy it. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like my free online mini course. It's called Instant Divine Assistance, your free guide to fast and easy awakening and healing. It'll teach you how to invoke your own embodied awakening and healing and put it all into a simple daily practice. You can also check out my best-selling book that develops these ideas further. It's also called Instant Divine Assistance. In its first week, it hit number one on Amazon in 11 categories and has tons of five-star reviews. Finally, I have an online membership called Awakening Plus, where you can significantly speed up your spiritual evolution. Its slogan is also the name of this podcast, Awaken, Heal, and Thrive. You'll find links to all this wonderful stuff in the show notes.